This is the Unscripted Podcast. What is happening? What's up, guys? The Unscripted Podcast brought to you today by Harley Davidson and Diet Sundrop. Yes, there are two newest sponsors. <laughs> they don't know it yet. <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe we're sponsoring them. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, maybe so. We're just trying to give perks to uh, Harleys and. Uh, when are you going to buy me a Harley? I'm going to. It's it's um, thank you. You know HD stands for hundred dollars. Oh. So anything, anytime okay. you go in the store, it's it's an HD. Every it's, it's like going to Sam's. I'm just going to pick up a few things. Three hundred dollars later, I'm coming back out. That's right. right. That's that's how it always goes. Uh, Harley's doing their first virtual uh, launch event for a motorcycle this year. They're going to have that. Uh, what's that big old boy that played Aquaman? Um, oh yeah, uh, Jason. That's me. <laughs> No, you're the stunt double because you look right. so much like him. Yeah, they just wanted my muscles but not my face. Right, they didn't want to get him hurt, right? Exactly. The, they're doing their first no, virtual know, event. Uh, Momo, isn't it Mo, Chris something? Jason Momoa. Ain't oh, that okay. it? I don't know. And the, uh, I sound, that's who it is. What's he going to do, pick up and twirl the Harley on his finger I don't like know. a basketball or something? Well, you figure that, that 1903 to now, so 117 years, that's a pretty good pretty good run. That's right. Yeah. So, so it's good to be here. Good to you know uh, continue our series that we've been working on discipleship. discipleship, and you know we've looked at it in a lot of different ways. And uh, I think maybe now is a good time for us to talk about. You know, we looked at it. You know, Gary Bennett did such a tremendous job helping us understand it from a first century perspective, and, and what would it the lenses, what would it be viewed, how would it be viewed through the lenses of somebody in the first century, and then. We've talked about day one and then the long haul, and you know I'm a nuts and bolts guy. Mm-hmm. And the I think today would be a good time to talk about what's it look like to be a disciple in the 21st century. Yeah, that's good. The you know I mean it's um when you think about, for example, Judaism, it was never a, by design a proselytic religion. What do you mean by that? So, Dumb it up for me. <laughs> Can you treat me like I'm a five year old and tell me this? You exactly. <laughs> treat me like I'm like I'm six. You know, the 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 idea behind proselytizing is is that you're you're out to capture new converts. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're I say capture, but you know, you're you're trying to get people on your side. Yeah, and, Judaism was a heritage thing through, exactly. your, through the bloodline. That's exactly right. And yeah. and the the that was the the seed of Abraham idea. God was trying to get all this, you know, had to work out all of history to get us to Jesus. You know, Galatians four four. You know, uh, the fullness of time, Christ come, born of a woman, born under the law. You know, all that stuff was was historical to get us to Jesus, to where He could bring us all. You know, to break down that middle wall, like you know, the Paul would tell the Ephesians. Right. And but Judaism, I mean, it was a very, if I may use this word, rote. You know, does that does that make sense? Am I saying that right? You it's know, your, it's your podcast. You can use whatever <laughs> words you want. What do you mean by rote? Like? You know, so there was a, there was a real system that the Jews had to follow. Yeah, sure. You know, in a very explicit orders, very explicit details. Exactly. I mean, you know, there was when somebody was a Jew, there was their life was essentially kind of planned out for them. Mm-hmm. And the but Christianity is completely different, and in, in 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 some ways, in some ways, it's the same. Sure. And so. You know the the kind of the challenge for us is you know like if uh, if you could go back in history and see one event, what would you go back and see? 
Mm, I would see probably the ascension mm. back into heaven. Like, all right, there goes Jesus. Wow. Like levitating off the earth. Well, you made mine. You you you, you won up mine because I was going to say the Sermon on the Mount. Oh. I'd like to see the – I just would like to see the way that – you know, and that's am, am I, I always think about the Sermon on the Mount as – Matthew five six and seven mm-hmm. as kind of the audible on history, where where up until this point Jesus has said you've heard of old said of this, but right, now, but it's, now it's this. Right. Yeah, right. You've heard of old eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, and all mm-hmm. these different things that Jesus is going to outline as what you heard before, but we're going to change it now. And I, I would like to have been there to hear and and to look around and hear these guys that their whole life had been defined by these set of guidelines and rules commandments handed down from god and how there had been a a tremendous evolution to them to the time where jesus comes on i mean even to the point that the fact that judaism by and large was not proselytic it led to their own i don't know uppiness is that a good word yeah (laughs) they're just yeah holier elitist yeah yeah holier than thou Mm -hmm. and and you know they thought well there's nobody else like us. Well, it's because God didn't tell them to make any more of them. He yeah. just said, you preserve your bloodline, teach your children while they lie down, rise up, walk by the way, you know, Deuteronomy 6. Yeah, and the Pharisees, they did a good job in the sense that, you know, there was there was a lot of people in Judaism that weren't keeping the law the way that it should have, and they'd like, listen, we're going to, we're, we're pretty much going straight to, to hell in a, in a handbasket, so to speak, and we've got to get back into doing what God commanded us to, and so that couple hundred year period where they're they're trying to get back into these things because you look at all the the rejection of the way god's people turned away from from him over the over the years and and uh, so it, essentially it, it began as something that was really good but then it became that that holier than thou thing and and to where i mean jesus i mean he they were the ones that he really preached hard to about that's right that they needed to change and and you know the the awesome thing about the sermon on the mount to me is that judaism there were feast days you had to keep there were certain things that you must do if a child was born this had to happen if you did this thing in accordance to the law you would have to do this you know if you touched something that was unclean there was a you know there was a process to everything that you had to go through right mm-hmm and it's so interesting to me to watch i say watch i didn't i wasn't there but you know to think about how this stuff would kind of unfolded and god gave them all these laws but at the same time he gave them these kind of peripheral things to help to kind of steer them away from some of this stuff like the idea that that you know that, that you you're not going to contain me in your laws for example when he put the ark in the holy of holies mm-hmm. you know that was the place where god was going to you know forgive their sins essentially that was the holiest place on earth and he wanted them to understand just how holy he was and and so you know there's all these things that god was trying to do on the peripheral you know to kind of help keep their focus you know through these kind of regulations and commandments as we would kind of use as a uh, a biblical term but when jesus comes on the scene and you know, he goes through the his baptism, his temptation in the wilderness, and Matthew and, and his uh, chronology that he would lay out, you know, five chapters into it, Jesus, you know, does the mic drop on the law with mm-hmm. with the uh, Sermon on the Mount. Right. And so, you know, that's why he gives these things like in verse 16 of Matthew 5. Well, 
you're going to have to let your light shine before men so that they can see your good works, but in turn, what? Glorify, glorify your Father. You're having in heaven. Yeah, it's not just going to be something that's just going to be internal, and now we're just going to keep it. We're just going to keep it between the the Jews. Now this thing's fixing to branch out, and and the Gentiles and everyone is fixing to it's fixing to be um, it's fixing to go to everybody. It's going to go into all the world, and so God desires for all men to be saved. So when you when you go into when you go into the uh, into the twenty first century, you know there's some things that that I think about as far as a modern day disciple that. There's some foundational things that just they don't change. Like, like what? Well, like I think about like John eight. Let's go there for a second. And I know you know the verse, but uh, well, I might not. <laughs> well, I thanks for assuming. Yeah, there you go. Well, well, John eight. Um, you know, he Jesus is is talking to him about um, John eight thirty one. And he said, though, he said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you should know the truth, the truth shall make you free. And so if, to me, that's, that's still foundational that, that even the 21st century, that, that today we're still going to do the same thing, that if we're going to abide, if we're going to be disciples of Jesus, we have to abide in the word. And that's the, that's the most foundational thing. But it's, to me, it's, it's where it all begins. If we're not staying in God's word, then... Who am I really following? I'm, I'm going to be. It's going to become a, a heresy. I'm going to be following some man's idea, and so I think the 21st century disciple has to make sure that I'm following the pattern of the New Testament. I'm following God's law. I'm following the the teachings of Christ. And whenever I begin to veer from that, it's got it's got to be the rudder that steers a ship in in today's society. And what do you mean by that? The rudder steered the ship. Well, okay, so you can have a you can have a, a huge uh, following of people and people that are given a watered down version of the gospel and have a and have a big mega church, so to speak. Listen, there are big churches out there that are sound, but there's also big gatherings of people that aren't that aren't really the church, and they're not following the New Testament. So they'll say, hey, you know, we're going to follow Jesus, but they're following a watered down version, their their own version, and it becomes a what I would call a heresy, which is a, that's what the Bible calls. Yeah, the Bible calls it that too, and it's it's a it's it's a man made doctrine, mm-hmm. and we're gonna we're gonna give you bits and pieces of Jesus and 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 let you feel good about it, and but a disciple's got to follow. They got to abide in His Word. We have to continue in it. We have to remain in it, stay in it. You know, and and so I think about things like in Matthew five when he's when he's using this analogy of of how you know you're a city on a hill. You know something that just you can't be hidden, yeah, right? right? Or, or the uh, no man lights a lamp and puts it under a bushel, or or you know whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. You know you, you just think about that. You know I, I don't the first gun class I went to the, um, and I don't know it's probably been twenty years ago, like gun training or some mm-hmm. pistol training. I don't remember what it was for now. But the guy was talking about like if somebody's in your house, how you how you approach a hallway with a flashlight, mm-hmm. and you know they they taught us, and I don't know if they taught y'all this in SWAT school or whatever, but like 
if you step out in the hallway and I taught Jessica this, you don't put the light right in front of you. Mm -hmm. Because if you put the light in front of you, men are instinctively drawn to the light and they'll fire at the light. Right. And so they may hit you, you know, you hold the flashlight in front of you, they hit you center mass. Right. And so, like, they taught us to hold it at, like, from in the bedroom, stick it out in the hallway. Then they got this much area, you know, the width of your wrist or arm that they can hit. And, you know, granted, they may hit that, but I'd certainly like to take one through my, whatever this bone's called in my arm, than I would like to take one in my liver yeah yeah i could talk more tactics with you but <laughs> but i'll save it for time's sake but yeah that's uh, uh but what i'm getting at is that you know he, he says that, that for that reason you don't light a light you don't light a light and hide it mm -hmm. you know a light yeah, is you're drawn to they're gonna they're gonna fire at that light you're right you're exactly right. right and so that's why he goes on to say the next one you know we, we quote it and it'll say therefore let your so let your light shine before men that they can see your good works and glorify your father in heaven what 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 you know, what I try to think about is how does Chris understand those things? You know, because I, I, I have to run them through kind of my hillbilly filter, what I sure, call it. Sure. And so when I think about, like, what does that mean for Chris? And so the things I ask myself is what in my life, what do I do that validates that I'm a follower of Jesus? Mm. Yeah, what are the good works that, are, that show? Mm -hmm. Yeah, what are the things that I'm doing that validate who jesus is yeah because i mean jesus that's what he he taught us not to judge but he said you need to be fruit inspectors and so they that's how you know a tree is by its fruit and so the same way is is how they're going to know who we are is based on based on our action is based on our fruit what's what's coming forth from us you you, you can tell about an elder in the church you base it off of how he's going to shepherd the church or how he shepherds his family that's right and and so that's a good qualities, but yeah, that's exactly right. That how are my lights shining? That's that's showing what what Jesus uh, showing all about Him. So what in my life? That's what you just said validates that I'm a Christian, and I would say it's the fruit. Yeah, and and so, but isn't that just the hardest question to ask and answer? Is how do I do that? Mm -hmm. Not how do how do I tell Bob to do it, but because it's uh, it's a collective command with an individual response. Sure. Mm -hmm. So it's a command that goes out to all of Christianity, everybody that would be my disciples, Jesus. Yeah. Everybody that would be his disciples, then they've got to answer that question in uh, in their very own unique way. So it's up to us. Sure. Like you're not going to bake cookies to show people your light shining for Jesus. That's right. But you're gonna you might be making a, a something. You might be putting a silencer you know, or suppressor <laughs> on the end of somebody's gun. A bolt carrier group in my yeah, office yeah, right now. That's right. right. It's like what is this thing for? Oh, it's just another Chris project. You know, somebody bringing him some more metal that you know to, to work yeah, on. It, look at this. I mean, you know, one of our sweet sisters made this. Yeah. And you know, I, I saw this, and I mean, this is. I had a boss. That Show it to the camera. Hold on. De Dexter, uh, my boss, he was so awesome. When I would, when they would need something done, and they would need it like a perfect thing, you know, not just something put together, fixed, or whatever. And I would make something sometimes, and I knew that it had to be perfect. Not only perfect, but it had to look perfect. I mean, mirror finish, everything. And Dex had this old saying. He said, "Son, that thing looks strobalt." <laughs> Strobalt. <laughs> Strobalt. He means that he, he was an old guy. He meant it looks store-bought. Yeah. And she made this. Yeah. You know what that looks like? Strobalt. Strobalt, baby. <laughs> I mean, you know, so you think about the talent. With I, something. Like, I like mine better. 
Well, I, I like mine the best. It's got the Harley number one on it. I know, but mine's got my name on it. Well, I can understand that. Yeah, but but I'm getting you know you, yeah, you yeah, think yeah. about she, yeah I can't do what I can't do what she just did and like I can't do what you do, um, but yeah. I but I let my light shine in my ways. Yes, I mean like when uh, uh, Kendra was over here yesterday with her little girl, and you're interacting and playing with the baby and everything like that. I always feel so awkward, you know, playing with babies and and <laughs> I'm watching you play with her. I'm like, Pop's doing such a good job with that, you know. What I mean, like just making her feel comfortable, and I'm just like, well, I don't know, do I poke it, you know, or, or <laughs> well, and it's a girl, yeah. right? I never even had any of those, right, and so, right. but but that's the awesome thing about Christianity is that. We all have our own our own holes yeah. that we can plug. Yeah, you make suppressors, I I make babies smile. <laughs> Good thing you put that smile in there, as if not, it was a whole different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But isn't that what the Lord wants for that's us today? Right. That's the talents of the church and, and when you when you look in scripture that it's like every part of the body has does its share. Every part of the body has its has its talents and, and does its part. And it's all, you look at Ephesians, what is it for, that, you know, when he put all these into the church. Right. And, and the You mean all the different people? Yeah, all the different people in the church. And, or, or titles or whatever you want to say. Let's look at it. Yeah, Ephesians, let's go to Ephesians 4. Of course, we can go to a lot of different areas, but you think about 1 Corinthians 11 and 12. and Sure. Uh, but but I, th- I think that that just says, says that talking about every part of the body is important. Um but what I was thinking... You're talking about verse 11, he gave some to be apostles, teachers. Yeah, Ephesians 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reason in verse 12, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And, and of course, it's until we all come to the unity, you know, of uh, all to the unity of, of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man in the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So when... I think that that's, you know, why did God give me my talent? It's to, it's to glorify Him. And uh, and it's amazing. Um, I think about Romans one twenty uh, is a is a cool thing. Um, we just had a reconnection thing. I hope we didn't lose our feed. Well, we kept the audio. So yeah, uh, Romans chapter one and verse twenty. I'm gonna I'm gonna parallel two verses with you. Okay, I like and when you do this. This is a. Um, Romans 1 and 20, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Well, that that, that phrase, that are made, in the Greek is, is one word, and it's the same word, and that, that verse, it's only used two times that I know of. Yeah, it's only used two times in the whole New Testament. The other one is in Ephesians 2. And... Uh, Ephesians 2, verse 10, for we are his workmanship. And that's that. That's the same Greek word. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And so the same Greek word, by the, being understood by the things that are made, and then the same Greek word, we are his workmanship, we're made by him, created in Christ for good works, that... To me, that that we're part of we're part of this creation that allow people that that his invisible attributes, the invisible attributes of God, are clearly seen by us. Right. Clearly seen by the things that are made. Certainly, we can look at the heavens declare His glory. All these things about 
that you know you can go into nature and look and, and you can identify God, but but the way that, that people are going to resonate the most with God today is by seeing Christians, disciples in the 21st century, seeing their workmanship, seeing how that they're created by Christ and their good works. Offspring. Yeah, the offspring of God. Right, that's right. right. And so it's, it's, I can have all the intellectual knowledge in the, in the whole entire world, but if I'm not putting it to use, what's the point in it? That's right. And so I know that there's a lot of great brothers in the church, and I love them to death, and we need them. And, and the fact that they gain all this knowledge, all this knowledge, and they absorb it. But at some point, the sponge needs to be wrung out to use for God's glory. Amen. And, you know, there's a, that, that, it, those are some of the inherent challenges, you know, because Christianity is a religion where you're supposed to grow. It's the religion, but yeah, yes. Yeah, no. Right. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, you're supposed to it's, grow. It's the religion, yeah. right? It's the religion, yeah. capital V. That's, that's my boy's... Uh, you know, we're looking at the we we in our Bible time. You know, we we looked at today the our memory verse kind of in depth of what we're to do in Second Peter one. Mm-hmm. But I told him, I said, your personal Bible study today. I want you to read Second Peter th- uh, one three through ten, and just look at what how we're supposed to be diligent and what we're supposed to be diligent, how we're supposed to be diligent growing. So it's amazing, it's neat that you that you say that. Well, I cut you off. Sorry. Well, and, and but you, but you made my point for me because. You know, it's the 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 one of the inherent challenges. Back to what we were saying, like, look, let's go back to the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. One of the inherent challenges, and you, and you made a good point. You know, this was God never condemns the Pharisees for keeping the law. Right. What He condemns them for is superseding or going beyond the law. Mm-hmm. And so there's never a con, there's never a condemnation for them doing what God said. And so Christianity, the 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 biggest challenge that that one of the biggest challenges can be in it sometimes is that. We think we're better because we're smarter. We we think that I'm a better Christian the smarter I get. Oh uh, yeah. And and that's not the case. No. And and because the gospel message, salvation, faith is tied to hearing. It's not even really tied to literacy. You know, it's tied to the understanding of what God wants you to do. Faith comes by hearing, not by you know, literally understanding the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so you figure that that the majority of the people that would have heard the gospel in the first century were illiterate. Mm-hmm. So they were that's one of the reasons why we needed the miracles, right? So somebody that could give them, you know, tell them what they needed miraculously. Right. And so what God expects of them. So you think about for yeah, example and I don't and I don't, I, just, I want to pause for just a second. I know that you're not advocating that Christians should not grow in knowledge because you're one of the guys who I know who increases knowledge all the time. But I think what, if I understand what you're trying to say too, is the fact that it's not just about me gaining knowledge and then not saying anything. That's it's right. It's the fact that people need to hear that knowledge. That's right. And and so if, if you're just gaining it, it's supposed to be heard. That's right. And and that's what you're, that's what you should be doing with it. That's why, you know, you use that analogy of the sponge, mm-hmm. you know, you fill that sponge up with water and you still got a dirty spot on the floor and you walk around with your wet sponge. It's, yeah. it's no good. Oh, I've got, I've got all the tool right here. Right. I've got exactly it's what you need. It's got to be utilized. Yeah, exactly right. And so that's what I'm getting at is the challenge is sometimes we just soak it up, soak it up, soak it up. And, and even we may let it out. Right. But but sometimes we let it out in a way that that really isn't by design to change people's lives or, or to change their hearts. It's just to, so they can see how much I know. And and you know what what we're right. trying to do the whole time is is disciple people. Yeah. You, you know, figure like like I love this story. Let's learn over there and look at this in Acts chapter nine. Absolutely. And and while you're while we're turning there, I want, I don't want to get you off track, but I think that that I want to encourage 
every every leader in the church right now, wherever you're at, that Bible knowledge is so important, and we need that. But I I hope that while when you're planning 2021, that you will implement things to help your church to to not only gain that knowledge but to share it. Reach, reach out and and sharing that gospel and being evangelistic and so um I, I look at i look at the 21st century that you know we have bible classes and we need that knowledge and certainly uh, what was it the the scripture that says my people perish for a lack of knowledge yeah hosea, hosea four yeah. six i think uh but but that's this it's so true that that we got to have that knowledge but that knowledge has got to be it's got to be spoken it's got to be heard and, and what it was designed to do was was convince and convict the hearer right that's what it's designed to do so when jesus when when he gives us all these things he's he's telling you know he tells the disciples i'm gonna send you off as as sheep among the wolves you're gonna stand before kings and and gentiles and all these people and i'm gonna in that day you'll know what you're gonna say right and and he's given all those things that's written down because it's designed i mean the gospel's meant to be preached yes amen. that's what it's meant to be done it's meant to take people and change it when when Paul stands before rulers, he he speaks to them about temperance and mercy and righteousness and fa- and the judgment to come. All these things. Why is he doing it for? He's trying to get them to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. That's what he's after. He's trying to get them to see. That's why he tells them, Agrippa, I know that you believe. Right. You know, and and, and as a matter of fact, I want everybody here to understand the reason why I'm here today is because I want them to go to heaven. Right. I want them to be just like me, except for my chains. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. And so, like, you think about all the way back, like, how then do I answer that message, that question? How do I disciple it? I have no idea. I have no idea how anybody else is going to do it, but the only one I can worry about is me mm-hmm. because I'll be the one that validates Christianity every day of my life because if it's no if it's no good to me, it's going to be no good to anybody else. If it shows up in its life, in my life, and it shows that there's value, it shows that it changes me, it shows that it makes my family better, my friends better, my church better, my community, I mean yeah, evident. It's works. It's, it's works. We see it. Exactly mm. right. And so you, you think about like this this lady in Acts 9, right? Dorcas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love, love Dorcas. Yeah, so here he is, Dorcas in Acts 9, verse 36, a certain disciple named Tabitha, translated Dorcas. This woman was full, not to say a woman, this woman. Like, I just mm-hmm. want you to be real peculiar, I mean, special here. You yeah. know, this girl right here. She's full of it. Good works and charitable deeds, what she did. And she dies. Right. And and what do they do when she dies? Yeah, they all they're all coming and talking about every single thing that she did. This, yeah. This is what she made for me. That's this exactly what she did right. For me. You know, you ever you ever thought that you were important? Just go ahead and die. That's why people fake their funerals. They want to see how people react. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, unfortunately I had a friend of mine that died of COVID earlier this week and um he was a young guy and he had cancer and the um, i worked with him for a long time and i remember thinking you know everybody's messaging me that morning hey this guy died that guy you know he died and this and that other just kind of make in case i didn't know mm-hmm. and i remember thinking like how long it'll be before they roll somebody in his place yeah you know pretty quick pretty quick but but dorcas is so important that when she dies they they go to Dorcas and they're I mean to Peter and they're like listen man you have got to do something verse thirty eight it says when Leda was near Joppa and the disciples had heard that Peter was there they sent two men to him imploring Peter she's so important you need to raise her from the dead that's right she's such an important disciple she's done such a good job they raise her from the dead 
you know, Peter's like, okay, we're coming. Yeah. And so, and you know, it's not about, I don't, they didn't validate her because, oh, she's a good person or because she needs a little longer. It's because she was full of good works. They bring the clothes, remember? Yeah. They bring the this clothes. This is what that, she made for me. She's making these clothes for widows. Yeah. And I, I think that the one thing, it's it's pretty cool. You know, McDonald's didn't change the way they, they made the hamburger. They changed the way they delivered it to people when they made the drive-thru. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, a, of course, you know, now Chick-fil-A is just like dropped the hammer on it. Yeah, so when we think about the gospel in the 21st century or being a disciple, don't change up the message. But sometimes the way we need to deliver it might, might be something that, that, needs, that needs to be changed. And, and and you're going to be the one that packages it. Yeah, and I'm not saying I'm not saying don't preach. I'm saying how or, you, or change the way that somebody saved or any of those things. How are you going to get? How are you going to get it to them? But it's exactly right. The you hamburger's know. the same. Exactly right. And so, how are you going to make it? How is it going to show up in your life? And so, the 21st century disciple. Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of tools. We got a lot of ways available. We've got a lot of different resources that we've got. I mean. You can make cups for Jesus. Amen. Right? I mean, yeah. there's a lot of ways that you can do it. But cups it's a, and suppressors. <laughs> but you got to figure it out. I have never made a suppressor in case this makes it to the the, the ATF. ATF yeah. Right? The, um, but I'm just saying, you know, it's it's up to you to figure out how you validate it in your life. You're the one that will show whether you're really a disciple or not. Yep. They're going to know us by our fruit. Thank you all for joining us today. Go be a 21st century disciple. This is the Unscripted Podcast.